Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. I have an arrangement with my dear friend. If I die, a special transmitter that I keep on a necklace around my neck will notify my friend that I have died. Once my friend receives that message that I have died, my friend will come to my house. At that point, my friend will use an ordinary cock gun and inject 15 pounds of C4 plastic explosive into my asshole and he'll inject another 15 pounds of C4 into my vagina. My friend will also inject 15 pounds of C4 plastic explosive into my throat using the same cock gun. If someone at the funeral home tries to fuck my dead body, he will be sorry. The C4 plastic explosive that has been injected into my private holes is highly sensitive. The friction of an enormous dick going in and out of my mouth, shithole, or cunt will generate heat and that heat will cause the C4 plastic explosive to detonate and the funeral director or his horny assistant will be blown the fuck up. I think I may eventually sell the cock guns and C4 plastic explosive online. I really enjoy your show, Norman. Shut up! Keep up the good work. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, abso-fucking-looting-free, Norm Augustinus. So last week was probably the last time I could do Headstand Monday up here in the woods of Upper Northern Michigan. It's the last Monday I can do this because the weather is changing. Because it's changing, I have to shift my attention to other things. I can no longer do Headstand Monday. Now, what is Headstand Monday? Headstand Monday is when I'm in the woods, flying above the tree line of the woods, and I have a gallon of my cum. The gallon of cum that I have is connected to hoses and a couple of pumps that's powered by battery power. And then I fly above the trees, and I call it Headstand Monday because the place that I take my ultralight aircraft, the coordinates that I fly it to, I fly it to an all-girls school near my house up here in upper northern Michigan. And on Monday, the chicks, they're all girls. They have this, I know exactly the hour that they do this of the day, the time of day. They have this thing, and I call it Headstand Monday, and it's because they're standing on their heads, and their legs are spread, and they're wearing these little shorts, and I fly above the school, and I turn on all the pumps connected to my gallon of cum. When I say pumps, I mean they're they're liquid pumps, and the pumps are connected to hoses and a battery, and those hoses are connected to sprayers like a sprinkler in somebody's yard. And I fly above the school with my ultralight aircraft. I fly a few hundred feet above, and I turn on my cum pumps, and I start to blow my cum down below my ultralight aircraft. I don't know why I always start laughing. Probably because I'm partially wasted. Probably that's a big reason. But also because, and this is something nobody else can do. Maybe nobody's ever done. It's just funny. I just start laughing. It's hard for me to laugh. I don't know why. I fly above this all-girls school, 
my ultralight aircraft, my gallon of cum. If you beat off as much as me, if you if you play with your putt as much as I do, you can easily pump out a gallon of cum in just a few fucking weeks. That's the honest to God's truth. I'm not like you. The dribbler, the cum just dribbles out. When I blow my load, man, it's nuts. It's like a submarine has got a crack in the hull and the water's coming into the submarine. That's the kind of cum power, the pressure that I have. I'm flying above this school. I turn on the cum pumps. And I call it Headstand Monday because the girls below me at this all-girls private school, the girls below me are always standing on their heads on Headstand Monday in this big courtyard behind the school. Their legs are spread like the letter Y. Their legs are spread. They got these little tiny shorts on. And if I use my little binocular, this it's like a hundred times power. It's like a binocular, like sort of like a not not a full binocular, like a monoscope, like I guess like a periscope, something like that. I can look down and I can see half the chicks when their legs are spread. I can see their box. I can see their fur. I can see it when I look down. I have to see that and then kind of figure out the wind direction and how I'm going to fly this plane, how I'm going to get my cum down there and situated properly. Well, why would I want to do this? I don't know why. But my, ob- my, my je- objection is to fly above this all-girls school right when they're ha- doing headstand Monday. Their heads are down and their legs are up and they're balancing themselves. And I fly over the fucking school and turn on my cum pumps with my ultralight aircraft. I've got a private pilot license and also a sportsman's license for a private pilot, for, a, for an ultralight private pilot. And I fly above the school. When I turn on the cum pumps, it's incredible. The wind is blowing in such a way. Now I know I'm, I don't, I guess I'm like an eighth of a mile, sixteenth of a mile, nautical mile. I guess I'm away from the school because there is a breeze. I turn on my cum pumps and the cum just starts spraying out the sprayers of my ultralight. Look like sprinkler heads. And that cum rains down on these chicks down there in this little courtyard. They're standing on their head, this all girls school, and my cum just rains down on them. I don't know how many chicks have gotten pregnant. Miraculously, they don't know how they've gotten pregnant. But I believe I've probably got at least 40 or 50 of these chicks pregnant because of Headstand Monday as I'm flying above them, squirting, shooting, spraying them like a fucking crop duster with my fucking ultralight aircraft. Headstand Monday. That's the point. That's the name as I'm flying above it. I unload the entire gallon of cum until I can hear the pumps sucking air and just a little bit of cum that won't get sucked up in the hose. Like someone's blowing their nose or something. It sounds like that, only amplified, because it's a big gallon plastic container, and it echoes like in a container is it sucking air and whatever whatever comes left. So I figure I can't do this anymore, so I want to be prepared. I want to get this out of the way and send my attention, my focus to something else, which is ice fishing. I fly over the school, and after I fly over the school and unload this entire gallon of cum, it's amazing, by the way. When the chicks get to cum, when it makes contact with their thighs, when it makes contact with their tits and their face and their hands, I don't care what it is. It's just instinct. They know they've been blessed from above with cum. Chicks will kick take cum anywhere they can get it. Semen, whatever sperm you want to call it. They'll take it wherever they can get it. And when it's raining down cum from the skies, it's better than any fucking thing you can ever imagine in their mind. 
They don't care about UFOs. They don't care about unidentified shit flying in the air. They don't care about images of, of God or images of people in the clouds somehow, all these phenomena. They don't care about that. When cum is coming down from the sky, they're happy. They're running around in circles. They do headstands. They're laughing. They hold their hands up at the sky, and I can see them saying things like hallelujah as the cum rains down on them and goes into their snatch. Their snatches are down there, and my gallon of cum is up there. I've got my peppermint schnapps and my fucking coffee. It's nice and scaldingly hot almost. It's incredible. To the left of me, I've got this special container that contains these fucking blunts, and I got some pre-rolls from the marijuana store, and I also got some other... I actually have chewing tobacco. I think they call it chew. That's been made at this... Remember the woman I told you about I fucked some time ago? More than once. Her family owns this fucking place that grows marijuana. It's a legal grow house. They're now working on shit that's coming that's chew, like chewing tobacco. I'm not like a chewing tobacco type of person. But you chew it and you get wasted. It's got THC in it. And it's chewing tobacco with THC made from marijuana. You chew that in your mouth. You get wasted. I've even got that as I'm up there. And I always carry a fucking Luger with me or some other thing. Like the Luger, the model that I have, is really rare. Fucking thing would go for like $14,000. It's like one of the finest guns ever created by the German Reich. Honest to God, the Luger. Look that shit up. I've got one of those. One or two times. I don't know how many times I've had to do this. I've had to blow a fucking one of these big damn gooses. I'd have to blow their fucking head off while I'm up there flying around. Geese are, northern geese, are amazingly curious. I'm up there smoking my dope. I'm fucking blowing a hatch on my cum. I'm spraying the fucking chicks below me on headstand money at the, Monday at the all girls private school. And some fucking goose nosy ass prick will come in the way and get in the way. I've had him land on my ultralight aircraft as I'm smoking weed with the fits, both the switches on, both the pumps running and pumping my cum down below to these chicks pussies as they stand on their head. And I've had geese actually land on the ultralight aircraft. I've had to blow them away. I've had to blow their brains out with my Luger. I didn't want that. I didn't, I would have done anything if I couldn't had that. But I'm not sure why they're on there. If they want the dope, sometimes they can bring a hostess fruit pie. If they want the hostess fruit pie, if they want whatever I've got, sometimes I have an egg salad sandwich. They like this shit, and I'll have to use the Luger on them and blow their head clean off. Now, when you shoot a goose... He's that close to you. You know, he's got a long neck. It's just his fucking neck there because I blow their head right off. It's his neck there. I was going to do some kind of study on this, Some put out some kind of periodical, some kind of journal, something, a paper. As you shoot them and you shoot their head off, they'll keep standing there for like fucking 40 minutes. They've got no head. But I think that they think they have a head. And because they think their head's still there, they believe they're still relevant, and they're still standing there waiting for me to give them some fucking dope, waiting for me to give them a bite of a hostess fruit pie, an egg salad sandwich. They're still standing there. Then when I see their legs go soft and bend at the knees, I know they've had it. They now realize their head's gone, and they just fall off the ultralight aircraft. I've had this happen a ton of fucking times. One time I had two huge crows. I don't know if you know what a crow is. Crows are these big, gigantic black birds, and they're very creative, very clever. They think they're one of the smartest birds they are. there are, and they like shiny objects. I've had crows fly near me that were actually fucking midair. 
You ever wonder why you've never seen a, a crow fuck? It's because they fuck midair. I know this because I've seen it again and again. I've had crows flying alongside me as they were fucking. Sometimes her crow will land its back and the other crow will keep flapping and fuck her while she's on her back in the missionary position. Sometimes the female crow will flip over and a crow will fuck her from the rear when she's on the top, when she's like, he's taken from, she's taken from the back, back end of her ass, the crow ass. You know, like when a chick's on all fours. I've seen that. I've seen crows 69ing one another's genitals as they're flying alongside me and have had to blow their head off. I don't want to see that. It's too graphic while I'm trying to concentrate on spraying my cum down on a bunch of bitches in an all-girls school up here in upper northern Michigan. I used to have a sawed-off shotgun. It had two barrels. I made the thing. I cut the shotgun. It had two barrels and two triggers, and you had to put two shells in it. That's all it would carry. One shell in one chamber, the other shell in the other chamber. It had two triggers, and I remember... Two crows came flying by me, keeping up with me. I must have been going 25 miles an hour. And they were fucking alongside me, and I used a shotgun on them and blew them to pieces. I blew them apart. Just a big puff of feathers, and they were gone. I often wondered if they were just coming, if he was how deep he was, if she was about to come, he was about to come. And I blew them away with my sawed-off shotgun. I always use the Luger on fucking northern geese because... They'll just sit with you in the ultralight aircraft. I think it's partially this. I've read this. If a goose isn't trained how to go north, I mean, how to go south for the, they head north, I guess. How to go south? They head south, I think. Yeah, they head south because it's warmer there and they get food. They're, if they're not trained to head south by a leader goose, they don't know how to go south. If you ever seen a goose around your area, that means that they're there because they don't know what to do. They haven't been trained. They haven't been part of a big group and a leader in the group that would teach them how to fly the 2,000 miles to get to where they're going over the winter. It's unfortunate that they're still around when I was up there, but I've had to blow them apart with my fucking German Luger. It's a masterpiece. They consider that gun one of the biggest masterpieces ever made in the gun world. And I always keep that fucking thing under my pillow. That's nothing new. Everybody does that. I keep it in my pillow so that if I have anybody come in, I can blow them apart with my fucking Luger. I don't want to be killed in my sleep. I don't want to be taken out in my sleep because I know that the fucking ship is going to come in for Norm Augustinus. And I don't want it to come in when I'm fucking gone or dead or someone broke into my place. I want the ship to come in when I'm healthy and strong and vibrant, full of cum and a big stump between my legs, ready to cram in some fucking girl's pie. And I want to be vibrant, ready to go to blow them away with my Luger. I've had to kill geese. I've had also had a couple times I've had bats land on me. Honest to God, if I'm out near the evening, I'll just take the fucking bat. They'll land on my shirt. And I hate to do it because they're so beautiful. They're so gentle, so sensitive. They're like a kind of a flying mouse with extremely fragile wings. They can't really see, but they use sound to ping the sound off of things. And then it bounces back to them and they know what's going on. I've had to take them when they land on my shirt and I'll throw them into the propeller behind my ultralight aircraft. And that finishes them the fuck off. This is stuff that can happen to you when you're out seeding the fucking clouds with your goddamn cum on headstand Monday. When I'm out there this last Monday, because I know it's over. 
When I'm out there for a headstand Monday and all my cum is gone and I see the chicks running around dancing and laughing, it's like they're, like they got a big check, like they were going to be taken to some shopping place. That's the kind of excitement they had, rubbing the cum off their cheeks and rubbing it on other chicks' cheeks and rubbing the cum in their hair and rubbing it on their arms. I saw chicks taking the cum on their hands and putting it in their asshole and putting it in their snatch because it's cum. It's premium cum. It's Norm Augustinus above them giving them a gallon of free cum. Heads Dan Monday. I've been doing it a long time, honest to God. I mean, I've literally driven over subdivisions in the summer when chicks were out in the backyard and pools and shit and just unloaded fucking tons and tons tons of gallons and gallons really of come into the subdivisions have come all over the place just do that that's what you do so while i was out there on monday when all my cum was gone when i was done videotaping from above them wiping this cum everywhere and excited and looking up the sky and holding their hands up like the was the coming of christ or something when i was up there i also let loose about 150,000 pieces of paper, and they're sticky on one side. They come on a roll. And once they start coming off the roll, that sticky one side is is now exposed. And on it says, if you need a stump over the winter, and it gives my, my a picture of me pointing to my dick. It's the greatest thing you've ever seen. And it's to call me. It's got my phone number on it. And I drop these fucking things along with my cum all over the woods of upper northern Michigan. And why would I do that? Because chicks are fucking horny, man. They want dick. They want dick all day and all night. They want it fucking year after year after year. Unending fucking conveyor belts full of dick. And they get lonely in the winter. That's why a chick will get a winter boyfriend. She'll get a winter boyfriend for Christmas so she can get presents in Thanksgiving. She'll get a winter boyfriend for the spring. She can get her fucking bikini ready or summer bikini ready in summertime. She'll get a boyfriend depending on the season so she's not alone without dick. And in Michigan, you gotta get dick because now you're covered up as a bitch. You're covered up. You got a big coat on so the dick dries up. Now they're forced to use their dildo, their vibrators, their fucking machines. What do they call those machines that you ride and all that? The Sibian sex machine. They have to do all kinds of shit like that, and that does get old. So they have to get a dude, a dick going on, a, a dick on for the particular season in case they don't have a dick around them. They need that dick for reinforcement that they are worthwhile, that they are something, that they are wanted and seen as sexy by the opposite sex no matter what they tell you that's all they want they just want d-i-c-k i fly all over i guess i flew within a 25 mile radius a square and i do that with a special plotter i have on the ultralight aircraft it's electronic and i can plot when i get to one end i can plot when i get to the left side say a square the right side and the other one closest to me i can plot that and drop all these fucking flyers out because I'm going to get all kinds of dick. It's a picture of me. Yeah, I could send you one even if you wanted. Your sister, your mom. It's a picture of me smiling. I got my 15.5 pounds of dick out. And I'm pointing at my dick. And I got this coy-like, cocky smile on my face. A crooked kind of half smile. And they see that dick and they think, wow. Upper northern Michigan. 10, 12 fucking feet of snow. I got no dick and they know that I can get to them or I can tell them where I live and they'll show up and they just keep coming and coming and coming. 
got my big 15.5 pound dick and it's the truth it's well documented i tell you this shit because i get so much action so much uh so much opportunity so much odd situations that come to me magically because a dick i have a big dick I, my friend was a cocaine salesman i tell a stupid story every time people always email me i had a cocaine salesman he was a friend of mine a great friend and he used to put deal coke he used to put the coke on his kid's shoulders, tons of cocaine on each of their shoulders, on their thick felt-like coat. And he had a thick felt-like coat, like a wool coat, really dense nap on it with all kinds of pockets. And he'd put coke on his shoulders, and he'd sell the coke that way. They'd go into fucking stores, Walmarts, honest to God. Two kids go in, and they would always bring with them a battery-powered vacuum about the size of a dildo. And they would vacuum up that Coke to the customer, and it would go into the bag inside the vacuum, and they'd give them their Coke, and then he'd pay them, and they'd have their cocaine. The kids were Coke salesmen for fucking years, all the way up to eight or nine years old. He did the same thing with his shoulders. That's like the best way to sell cocaine is in the powder form. Maybe you cut it pure. You don't add shit to it like he did. And you come with a bunch of vacuums, and that's what he would tell people, that he was selling a vacuum, a trial period, and this was a free vacuum they could get, this miniature battery-powered vacuum, and that's how he would come in. He'd look like a hard-working fucking vacuum cleaner salesman, but he was none of that. And one time I was at his house, his sister was there, he was there, and he was cutting coke, and his mechanical scale was there, and I said to him, I got this idea, can I please weigh my dick on your cocaine scale? And he said, yeah, you can do that, Norm, go ahead. You know, but if any coke residues on your balls and shit, uh, my sister's going to have to lick it off, and I'm, I'm going to have to lick it off, too. We can't waste that shit. And then she was really good looking. And I thought, okay, that's fine. I'd like to have her lick the coke off my balls and off my shaft, my dickhead. But then he, there was a little hesitation with him. As I said before, this is not a show for fruits. And I said to him, okay, it's, I understand it's all business and shit. You have to make that exception, that, that exemption in your mind and let him do that. I put my dick on his scale, man. It bottomed out at 15.5 pounds. I don't know what that is in the metric system. Look it up. 15.5 pounds of fucking meat. That's how goddamn big it was. I have to buy special underwear. And then I have to reinforce the underwear with my own thread. Because it'll push through the underwear straight away. It'll break it down. The underwear won't last long. So I reinforce the underwear. I use monofilament fishing line. And I use sewing needles. And I use this monofilament fishing line that you'd use in a fishing pole in a reel where you put the line, the string, and I would reinforce that whole area where my balls were with monofilament fishing line. I still do it today, but I found some company that makes a special highly built-up area in the cock area so that it doesn't push through, break through a pair of underwear after underwear after underwear. It's incredible. That's how I found out my dick was 15.5 fucking pounds thanks to him, and he's dead now. Don't try to find him. He's dead now. He got what he was going to get, doing what he did. He's dead. But I think that I heard that the one girl was still selling cocaine. She had a kid uh, that she didn't know who the father was. And she used a kid's shoulders for the same fucking way, putting cocaine on a kid's shoulders. And it's like a family tradition. It's really kind of cool. It's uh, novelty and funny. So I was flying around up there after I unloaded all my cum on Headstand Monday at this private girls' school in upper northern Michigan. And then I flew around and unloaded all these fucking flyers, 25, 50,000. I can't honestly remember. It was under a 100,000. That's how big the roll was that I mounted on the ultralight aircraft. And the roll was 
You just had to start it and then wait on it. And the roll would pull the actual pieces, the rollout, start it like toilet paper. And then those pictures would come off the adhesive and they'd have an adhesive side. The pictures of me pointing my dick and my thing, you want some lumber in your pants, and my number, phone number, and all that. And the reason it was adhesive was because it snows really heavy in upper northern Michigan. And you wouldn't find these fucking things laying on the ground, so they'll stick on anything. The trees leave their, lose their leaves. The fucking stickers are there. The stickers are on the side of trees or on the side of small, the small trees or on the side of rocks above the snow. And they can find this when they're walking around the woods doing whatever it is a bitch does walking around the woods. They can find this and they see it. They see my dick, me pointing to it, the 15.5 pounds of meat, and they get to thinking, think, wow, what am I doing walking around the goddamn woods in upper northern Michigan? When I could have a 15.5 pound dick crammed up my shithole, crammed up my crapper, my brown eye, up my beaver, what am I doing wasting my time because what do I really want? I just want dick. That's only one is dick night and day. Truckloads of dick. It's not a joke. <laughs> I sometimes get tired of saying that shit. People think that's fucking nuts. They'll write me and say, that's nuts, man. You need a doctor. That's insane. It's not nuts. 3,000 abortions a day. Eight fucking eight. Was it how many million people now the world's approaching? 80 million people or something like that. 300 fucking pe 300 million people in fucking America alone. And how is that nuts? That obviously shows that all people are doing is taking the dick night and day, day and night. Taking the dick. I once pumped a woman so long when I was fucking her, she was on the bed. You know that she had to have a chiropractor come to her house, a house visit, because her fucking legs were in the air and she couldn't get the legs back down. I tried to pull them down. As I started to pull them down, she would yell out this shrill, this horrible scream, and her legs wouldn't go down because I always tell a bitch when she's on her back to pull her legs back because I want maximum penetration. If you were to x-ray her torso... And my dick, you'd see that every inch of my dick, right to the, even further even, whatever's in the side that, where the balls are, even that space of dick there, that chunk of dick in there that you can't see, I even crammed that fucking thing into their fuck hole, and I fucked him all night long. And the next night in the morning shit, they can't move their legs straight. The legs are bent back in a shithole, and the beaver is aimed right at the chiropractor when he comes to them with his assistant to try to get her back in her feet, crack her back, her lower back, her number six lumbar back there that pulls out from me fucking. I've had this happen. I would do it to your sister. I would do it to your sister until she was a fucking paraplegic and then tell me, I tell you I was sorry afterward. I'd do it to your mom till she turned into a paraplegic, some kind of fucking vegetable. I'd do it to your cousin, your aunt. I'd fuck them till they can't walk. Why? Because when you fuck, you shouldn't be playing around like you're eating a hostess Twinkie or some shit like that. Fucking is flesh upon flesh, all kinds of goddamn bones, all kinds of desire. I'm talking about desire that are engrams in a woman's mind that go back to the days of the cavemen. You fuck them and fuck them hard. And I'm done fucking, I just fuck them and fuck them hard. Add chicks on Montrelate aircraft. I fucked them super hard. They're in a passenger side of the aircraft. And then I throw them off the aircraft. I just throw them off midway. I've been 2,000 fleet up and thrown them up. Couple chicks look like dropping crazily, but a couple chicks really surprised me, and they were able to like fly like they were like a stunt man, and were, could fly all the way down, moving their body and adjusting their feet and legs and arms as they're 
going down, they still died, I'm sure. But man, it was impressive to watch them when I was done fucking them. I could see a trail of micro dots of my cum coming out their tailpipe as they were flying fucking down to death. Like it was their exhaust plume coming out their ass, and it sort of was. They were fucking the one and only Norm Augustinus. It's not a joke. Send me a goddamn ticket. I'll come to your fucking house, and I will fuck you into unconsciousness and maybe further. There are literally people. This isn't a joke either. It makes me laugh, though. There are literally bitches in hospitals in the fucking psych ward. That's always in a hospital now. they got a floor for the psych, psych patients, psychiatric nutcases. There are literally chicks in floors all over the U.S. because of the fucking I gave them. They thought now, oh, my God, I'm 27 years old. I've been fucking. I thought I was fucking. I was fucking since I was 13. Until I came across Norm Augustinus and it was too much for them to accept, they thought this. Oh my God. I thought I was fucking. I thought I'd been fucking since I, until I bumped into Norm Augustinus and they realized the amount of life they lost when they could have been fucking something like me. They end up in a psych ward. They end up in a chiropractic care. They end up in a fucking one of those things where your legs and shit are in traction in a hospital from the fucking that I give them. I don't think I shouldn't be proud of that. I mean, where does it say anywhere that if you fuck somebody and their back goes out, they could never walk again, they're in a position they can't come out of, where does it say that, that, that there are repercussions, repercussions to that? Sometimes I run out of air when I'm talking. I get so into talking to you. You're such a fucking charismatic thing. So much personality. Our communication is such that sometimes I run out of air because I get excited. I mean, where does it say that there's repercussions if you overfuck? Well, man, 98% of everybody underfucks. When I show up, honest to God, they end on to, they end up into some kind of facility because of what I have fucking done to them. When I rain my cum down on the all-girls school, I've seen chicks right away lay on their back and start playing with their beaver, dreaming I'm there, pretending their little fingers with their painted fucking fingertips, pretending that's somehow a dick until they see my dick. Sometimes years ago, I used to play this game. I got to get back on topic here. Years ago, I used to play this game. I would fuck this woman, and my dick was so big, she had a long hallway that led to her bedroom, and I'd walk down the hallway thumping my feet into her hardwood floor so it would add more to the spookiness, the horror of what was coming for her fuckhole. It would add horror to it. That sound of my feet slumping and stomping into the floor... And my dick coming, she knew this, and that creak of that bedroom door opening up was too much for her to take. You know, most women will come four or five times when you do that before your dick is in even, even, even in them. I know how to do it. I know what I'm doing. That is the point of this recording, to enlighten you, educate you, elevate you, so that you can come to a new plane, a new level, and then one day you can be the master and I'm, you'll no longer be the student. You learn from the master. Isn't that some kind of phrase they use? You can one day be that on your own and travel and pass it the fuck on. You can be that. I've left hotel rooms and I've seen ambulances arrive at the main entrance when I've left. And I know what it is. I pumped them out. Sometimes their eyes are crossed. I've pumped them out. They shit all over the place. They urinated all over the place. They turned into a sexual vegetable from the impact, the contact, the sheer loving 
than I can fucking give a bitch. Give me your address. Your chick is, your sister's a smart ass. She thinks she knows everything. Give me your address and you pay for my fucking fare and I'll come over there and show her how goddamn little she really knows. So I unloaded all my stickers with a picture of me. They're one-sided, heavily sticky. A picture of me after I fucking did headstand Monday and blew my cum with my cum pumps all over every chick. They won't be out there anymore for a headstand Monday because it's too cold up here now. They're not going to be in skimpy shorts on their head, balancing their head in this, this little square backyard thing, this backyard recreational area behind the school. They're not going to be out there anymore because it's too goddamn cold. I can't get to come to them. And it's likely going to freeze midway. You know, it's 26 degrees out and I'm up there and I'm raining cum down on headstand Monday over the school, the cum will probably freeze before it gets to their fucking tasty, delicious, tight fuck hole. Do you hear what I said there? Tasty, delicious, tight fuck hole. A chick hears that, and she knows you're a pro. She knows you're a master. She knows you know what you're doing, and they want you. They don't care about you. Your fucking F-250 with a special pull-down back thing that that you can pull down. It's got drawers and tools in it. Two more drawers in the damn back thing. They don't care about that. Your lit-up logo you got about back there. No chick cares about that. How do you shove that in her cunt? That's what a woman wants to know. But I, I know that. And as you know, you, you can know that too when you're learning it now. So after I unloaded all this shit, these my cum, my stickers, which stick on everything, you want it above ground because the snow is going to be heavy and some bitches out there and she's horny they're walking around in snow and they can't help but think about dick everything's cold everything's crunchy they're walking around and they just automatically think about dick and then they see my thing i'd like to shove my stump into your fuck hole they see that and they think well that's great there's a point in all women's lives when they eventually think that way they're tired of doing the, all the other shit. They now just want dick. They're fighting a fucking clock. I just got to get dick in my fuck hole. The dick is disappearing. It's getting farther and farther away from me. What am I going to do when I'm an old dried up bag of shit with not one egg inside me and nobody wants me? I'll be there. I'll be there with my fucking pussy plunger plunging out that extremely hard to please cunt. My pussy plunger looks like a toilet plunger. I just put the fucking plunger over their cunt and I pull back and forth with the handle as fast as I can, as many revolutions as I can, <laughs> until they come. Fucking clits hanging out the cunt. It's big and long and shit. Looks like a real, like a steam Slim Jim. It's come out their fucking cunt area. They're clitoris. It's even anemic. It turns white because all the blood goes out because of the fucking pussy plunger. And they come. They come again and again and again. So I want to talk about something. I went a little bit long on that. I want to talk about something, and that is this. I've been working on my ice fishing shanty for some time now. It's fantastic. Winter's coming quicker than you can ever imagine. The ice up here in the lake is going to freeze. I've been working on my shanty. My shanty is 10 foot by 10 foot, and it's made with 2 by 4s and plywood. I've got solar panels. I've got an amazing heater inside of it. I've got all kinds of electronics. I've got a television. It's got a refrigerator. I use 2 by 4s because I want a real fishing shanty. I don't want a shanty made out of fucking tent material that they're all selling bitches today. I see all the time. It's sort of laughable. 
Chicks will come onto the ice. They've got their portable fucking ice fishing shanty. It's over their back in a little pack, and it weighs two pounds, and it's just a, basically a nylon tent they're supposed to sit in. It's got a hole in it. They sit in there and ice fish, but chicks don't really go there to do that. They're trying to participate, hoping that as they pass by the king on the ice, which is your correspondent, Norm Augustinus, when I'm in my deluxe fucking plywood wood shanty, they'll pass by that, and they hope to catch your eye, and you can bring them in your place and fuck them all night long while you're fishing i don't like any kind of nylon tent it's too goddamn sounds like something a democrat would have some woman with this new i'm not sure it sounds like that i don't want nothing to do with it i've been working on my ice fishing shanty now one of the things i work on with my ice fishing shanty that i've been doing this year is my ice fishing shanty is 10 foot by 10 foot and it's about uh, 10 foot high. I have it that high because I have this fancy drop ceiling in it. I've got these beams. It looks like a mini house, a mini up north house in Michigan, only much classier. classier. But it's 10 foot by 10 foot. Now, this year, I've built a thing out of plexiglass. It's a half inch thick, the plexiglass. That's like clear plastic, and it's called plexiglass, and it won't break. It's amazing. It won't discolor, won't fog up. I've been working on a 10 by 10 base for my ice fishing shanty, and it's four foot deep. And it's just like a big aquarium, kind of, that will fit perfectly under my ice fishing shanty. It's four feet deep, 10 foot by 10 foot all the way around. And the point of this, the thing that I'm working on, the objective is, and I'm getting ready to do this as I speak right now, I'm going to take my 10 by 10 plexiglass box, four feet deep, I'm going to take out, take it out in the water, and then I'm going to have these little floats on it, connected to it, because, and it's going to be just above, the hair above the water, so it doesn't sink, doesn't get water in it. And the point of it is, is when the ice starts to freeze, it'll freeze around my 10 foot by 10 foot by 4 foot deep plexiglass box, it'll freeze around it. Once it freezes around it, once I know it's ready, once the ice has gotten four or five inches thick or more, I will now take my ice fishing shanty out to my 10 by 10 and four feet deep plexiglass box, and I'll put the ice fishing shanty above it. And why do I want to do that? Because it's absolutely amazing. Now, in my ice fishing shanty, there's a door and a floor on it that's made out of pressure-treated plywood. And if I open that door, you'll be able to see that I have a basement in my ice fishing shanty. It's absolutely crystal clear plexiglass that's a half inch thick, four feet deep, and is 10 by 10, the entire size, the same size as the ice fishing shanty. And I can get a bitch in there. And once I get a bitch in there and we start fucking around, I do all kinds of stuff in there. We start screwing around and I ask her if she wants to get to fucking, I can lift this panel up on the floor of the ice fishing shanty and we can climb into this 10 by 10 box. It's four feet deep, a half inch thick of plexiglass. And we can go in there and I have a pillow in there. I have blankets in there. I'll have fucking vaginal shrinking cream. I'll have all kinds of stuff. Uh, anal wart killer. I'll have a, a can of raid for the stench and any other pigs that are in there, some air freshener. We can climb inside there and it's unbelievable. When she sees this, she'll think, there's no man that's ever done nothing like this for me. This is impossible. I've really missed out in life. I thought I was with men, but now I realize I'm with a real man, an imaginative man who has turned fucking into an art. And we can go into that under that floor of my shanty, and I can fuck her inside this crystal clear uh, 10 by 10 box. It's four feet deep, half inch thick, and we can be in there fucking. 
We close the door. We're under the shanty and we're fucking in the water while every other rube sitting out in the ice in some fucking nylon tent with a cheap nylon with a cheap fucking ice fishing rig. And they're in there with a fucking like a container of a thermos of coffee. And But I'm in there. And I'm fucking under my shanty in the crystal clear 10 by 10, four feet deep box. It's a half inch thick. I'm in there fucking. I don't know if you know this. When fish see two people fucking, they start flapping their fins really fast. Their gills, their fins, their dorsal fin, all kinds of shit starts flapping on a fish. And when that happens, it kind of warms up the, the, the actual plexiglass, I've seen this happen, I know it happens, sort of warms it up as they're flipping their fucking things. We get warm there. It's like we're underwater and being heated in something very expensive because the fish are getting turned on and flapping the fuck out of their fins, and that motion causes like a friction in the water to pass over, pass over, pass by the, the 10 by 10, 4 foot deep plexiglass fucking basement I built for my shanty. It's really amazing. Put a thing down there also, and I put a, and when I say a thing down there, it's a statue right where I'm going to put the, right where I'm going to put the 10 by 10, four foot deep box. It's going to go under my shanty. I'm going to drop now a statue that I made of a woman giving head to a man. And then I got another one of a woman and they're 69ing one another and it's below us. Now I've painted them partially green and brown. So it looks like they've been underwater for years and she'll see that and she'll think, wow, what's that telling her to do? She better blow me. We better 69 one another. I don't have to say nothing. The innuendo of what she's seeing. Now, that water will amplify, magnify the cock on that statue, and it'll get super goddamn huge. She'll see this and think, I got to start fucking. It's a guaranteed it's a guaranteed win for everybody. And that's what I'm going to do this year. But I got to wait. I got to place the actual 10 by 10 box. I got to place it in the water. I got to keep it above the water on these little floats, like these little, uh, what do they call it? They're like these inflatable things, and they're orange, and it'll keep it above the water till the water freezes. Once it freezes, I'm going to get the bitch over here that's got the International Harvester or the, what's the name of the tractor? Work, uh, some tractor she's got. I fucked her too. She's going to help me pull my shanty over out on the ice, and over this, there's nobody going to have this on the ice. Everybody else is going to be doing nothing. Some chick's going to be giving him head. He's going to play be playing stink finger with some imbecile, some 12-year-old, and one of the shanties, a stepdaughter. But I'm going to be there living it really super big and impressing the shit out of her, and it's going to get around. And what happens when it gets around that the Norm Augustina shanty, by the way, the DNR makes you do that, you have to spray paint your address or paint it on your address and your name, and you have to have your permit on the fucking ice fishing shanty. When it gets around what's really going on in my shanty, what do you think's going to happen? There's going to be this at my door. One knock after another of the bitches that are out there pseudo ice fishing that are really looking for dick. It's going to be one knock after another chicks wanting to suck your correspondence 15.5 pounds, handling my meat, licking my meat. It's nonstop fucking action all winter long. You think that chicks... If you're like this, I hate you. I'm going to tell you right now. If you think that chicks are like this little modest thing and they get fucked once a month and they're happy with that and they, you know, they do their job and they go to store and they go to a restaurant with you and maybe they give some guy a head once or they want chicken sex all day, every day. They don't want one fucking pause, one break between fucking ever. And if that's what they have to live with you, look at the torture you're putting them through. 
Give me the coordinates of your house. I'll fly over your fucking house and I'll drop a big brock, a bomb, something over your house and take you out of your misery, fuckstick. But isn't it incredible? I mean, this is fucking incredible. While I'm working on this shit, this is the truth. While I'm working on my thing, a woman comes over that I know over here. She can walk to my place. And, but it's kind of a, kind of a long walk. Now that long walk tells you what? Well, I'm working on my fishing shanty. The long walk tells me this. What is driving her to come to Norm Augustinez's house in the middle of nowhere on a hundred acres? Got a long dirt driveway that eventually goes to a paved air, paved road. What would make her walk, walk a long walk? Would she walk that long to get to her job? Probably not. Would she walk that long to go to the store for graham crackers or a couple of packs or full fucking 24-pack of ramen noodles? Probably not. Would she walk that far for Norm Augustinus's big goddamn beaver buster? My Abraham Lincoln log splitter is gigantic. I mean, I call it the Abraham Lincoln log splitter because it'll split any bitch in half, right? Jamming in her seam, prepare to split that log. Doesn't see it as anything else. Would she walk that far for that? Yes, she would. And that's why she walked to my house. She's trying to fool me. I was in a neighborhood. I was out taking a walk. No, you weren't. You've been thinking about my dick. You've been thinking about the pores inside my dick, the edge of it, the outside, the epidermis, the exterior skin of my dick. You've been thinking about my dick and the pores in it, all the pores filled up with your pussy juices, each pore, like a 50-gallon barrel if you could magnify it in a microscope, filled with your fucking vaginal juices. That's what she's been thinking about. That's what she is thinking about. She comes over to my house. We start talking. It's incredible. She likes what the fuck I'm doing. She thinks it's interesting. She wants to go out ice fishing with me. I've never taken her out ice fishing with me at all. And I say, sure, we can do that. No problem. And then we start talking about this Indian tracker out of the blue. She said, I heard you're into stuff like this, and I don't know if it's true or not. We're just making conversation. We're going all over the place. And the reason people do that is they go all over the place because they hope it's like fucking playing, uh, like playing with a, with a pool, like a pool table. Once that fucking thing say, you gotta hit the flippers, a video game machine, a fucking pool, a pool, a pinball game. It's like that. Wherever it hits, people do that shit to see wherever it hits. And if it eventually will hit the key areas, it will turn around and you'll start fucking. So we're talking about all kinds of shit like that. She says to me that she knows an Indian tracker. Honest to God. She said, I know an actual Indian tracker, Norm. She's heard about me. And that's what makes me so exciting over somebody like you. Nobody wants to see your fucking tools that you bought off Timu.com. Nobody wants to see your fucking incredible deal you got of ratchets you got off of Amazon. They don't care about that shit. She starts talking to me about uh Indian tracker. Now, I'm up here in northern Michigan, in all of Michigan at one time. It was completely overrun by Indians. Eventually, even the Comanches and the Arapahoes, eventually them, the Apaches, they came out to, to upper northern Michigan to escape the persecution for the white man who was going west and taking all the property. So they came up here in upper northern Michigan, and they were here. It's a little known fact, but they were here. And according to legend that I've heard being up here, that the Apaches are still the fuck up here. And if you can find one, if you can get a picture of one, if you can see their camp or their teepees in the woods and the fire going, if you could take a picture and it can be authenticated, I could come into like 50 fucking thousand dollars if I could find this. These lost tribes, these hidden tribes of the Apaches and the Comanches. Now, they're brutal. She's telling me about an Indian tracker, and she says, Norm, now I know 
that you've been looking for women's vaginal scalps. I've heard this. And she starts laughing. And I said, it sounds funny. Let's call her Shauna. I said, it sounds funny, Shauna, but it's true. I sound weird that way, but I said, it is true. If you believe, to Sean, I said this, if you believe that Indian scalped bitches' heads, you've got to be mental. you got to be out of your fucking gourd. Indians, the Apaches and the fucking and the Comanches up here, they didn't scalp chicks' heads. They don't want no head scalp. What good's a head scalp? There might be three or four old drops of cum in it from some load she took to the face and scalp skipped off her face and went into her hair. That's not what they wanted. The Comanches, the Apaches, the Arapahoes, and all the other Indians that were in Michigan, and the, and, the, and the ones that are here now, even now, and I'll tell you the truth. I've heard fucking drums here. I live in the middle of nowhere. I've heard drums on windy nights in the winter. I've heard drums, Indian drums. I'm sure of it. If I get that picture, I don't have to work again. If I get that fucking picture, that video, I'll never have to talk to you ever fucking again, and that's not fucking soon enough. And I'm excited. She says that, and I said, if you think that they're scalping women's heads, no. They're looking for vaginal scalps. They want pussy scalps, cunt scalps, and that's what they did. They've had cunt scalps, and they went for cunt scalps. They're covered in cum. Every fucking hair there at one time had some sex act going on it. Got another one, yeah, someone licking the pussy hairs, cum hitting the pussy hairs, the dick just above the pussy's hairs, the woman coming, and there's the pussy hairs. The Apaches, the fucking... Comanches, they want to scalp the white woman's fucking cunt. They didn't care about her goddamn head. You held on to the head so that you could get a better grip with your fucking butcher knife to cut the fucking cunt scalp off. That's where they use the head. Now, who would the fucking, how would they hold it? They can't hold a woman's bald head and then scalp her cunt. You need the hair so you can hold on to her head to scalp the cunt. Now, she tells me her Indian tracker friend, he knows where there are, this is no lie, he knows where there are, like, I don't know how many scalps, she said. Thousands of scalps, I guess. I know she said that. She said, this Indian tracker that was once in Indian Michigan knows where there are thousands of scalps, pussy scalps, not head scalps, cunt scalps. You know the hair that's in front of the woman's pussy and just below the hair, there's the cunt hole? That area there, everybody wants. Now, when you scalp a bitch, is cunt. This is what I've learned from research. They would scalp it above the pubic hair, that line. Then they would go down and completely around the vaginal hole opening to the asshole. And they'd come up. It looked like two holes in a bunch of hair. That's what it looked like. Like a, like a, this old tough, the scalp area. The two holes, the asshole and the pussy. And it was longer with a brown outline and some pink. And then the hair. That's how they would scalp a white woman's pussy. Now, remember, in the fucking 1700s, 1750, 1700 to 1850, pussy scalps, according to what I read, this is no lie, went for like two and $3,000 each, just one pussy scalp, and that was in 1750 to 1850. That's how much a pussy scalp went for. They wanted them, man. Even then, everybody wants a pussy scalp. I mean, quite honestly, let's be frank. Wouldn't you right now, hearing you're hearing me now, wouldn't you love... To have a pussy scalp with the two assholes, the skin. It's all dried now, hard. There's the two asshole. There's the asshole. There's the vagina above it. And then there's the hair. Wouldn't you like to have that around your neck right now? Under your t-shirt as you're at your shitty ass job? You're at some fucking CNC machine. 
You're in some laser cutter. You're on some mill, some drill, some drill press. Press. Maybe they just gave you a fucking broom and told you to sweep up the shavings from the drill going on. You could stand there with this fucking pussy scalp, this cunt scalp, this vaginal scalp around your neck under your t-shirt. You know the kind of power you'd have? You know how empowered you'd have, you'd be? You'd be like every bitch in today and they're empowered. Non-stop empowering shit. Except they're fucking five months overdue on their car payment. They owe $75,000 in charge car debt. They got abortion pills in their purse. The fucking shoes they're wearing, they'll never pay for. The purse they just bought, the Gucci, the red bottom Louis fucking Louis Vuitton shoes, they'll never be paid for. They're on them. You know how fucking much you'd like to have that on you? Fucking pussy scalp around your neck? I mean, chicks are hollowed out. They're wanting more. And there you are if you know how to give it to them. She says to me that this scalp, this this Indian, he's got a fucking pussy scalp tracking dog. I got to say that correct. It's got a tracking dog, a pussy, a pussy scalp hunting dog. Am I saying that right? A pussy scalp hunting dog. You try to say that. And this fucking dog knows how to find pussy scalps. They're like, they're like, you know, in the 1800s, 1700s, fucking furs were like worth a fortune. But there ain't nothing more worth than a pussy scalp. Even then, 90% of the stories you hear about the old west, about the old times in America and trapping and fur people and fur trade and all that, the reality was that the real money was into a white bitch's pussy scalp. She's out there. She's horny. She's this white-skinned, fragile thing. She came out from fucking New York. The East came out, and she's out there, and there's her pussy, and they're in a little tiny fucking stick house. I mean, and she's shaking and shit. Everybody wants a pussy scalp. They just want it. I want one now. You're sitting in a factory. You wish you had one now. Fucking cleaning up the shavings. You had me empowered. You'd be empowered with your pussy scalp around your fucking neck under your shirt, under your company shirt with your goddamn name sewed into it, like they own you. And they do. Shit for brains? They do. You have your pussy scalp. Hey, chick. There it is. It's a pussy scalp. You ain't got to worry about her own 25, 50, 75 grand, five car payments behind, as I was saying earlier. Fucking abortion pills in her purse, restraining orders, all kinds of court actions behind her. You got the pussy scalp. Some Indian scalped some white woman's cunt in 1800, 1750. You've got that and you don't need nothing else. You just pull it out of your shirt when no one's looking. You sniff it and you can smell that pussy like she was here today. You never get that odor out of anything. You can smell that time, that moment in history, and you're there. Nobody else has that. How much would you pay for that? One thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars? Fuck yeah. It's incredible. So she says to me as we're talking, as I'm working on my ice fishing shanty, she says to me that this fucking Indian tracker, I don't know what his name was. I've had another Indian tracker up here once. I already was a joke. Walked around in fucking Walmart, Comanche shoes. I don't know where he just was a fake fucking Indian. He didn't do nothing. This is a real tracker, she said. The tracker comes with a dog. She said it's a hunting dog that's been converted to a cunt scalp dog, and he can smell scalps. And he'll take whoever's with him to the scalps, the cache of scalps that have been cut from a woman's pussy. Two holes in a fucking furry area. That's the whole scalp area. That's what Indians used to take off. They run a gun around the goddamn woods, all of them holding this pussy scalp, smelling it, looking up to the sky like it's their god, and they're running around and chasing each other with their fresh pussy scalp. 
It empowered them. It made them stronger. Doesn't it make you stronger? Doesn't the idea that a woman likes you make you stronger because you're so fucking empty and incomplete? A woman makes you stronger. She somehow makes you feel like you have worth, even though you don't have worth, and she'll be fucking five or six guys while you're at work, and it still seems to somehow empower you. I'm love, man. <laughs> I'm love, motherfucker. You ain't. No, you're not. Not now, not ever. They can't love people. They can't love men. They can love one exciting idea after another, which might include a man for that moment. So she says this pussy, this fucking pussy tracker Indian, he's a real Indian. She says that she'll give me the thing of where he is, the email. I can write him in the email and ask him if he can tell me. Now, she said that this guy has talked that he knows where there are a cache no shit, that contains thousands of white female cunt scalps. I mean, chicks that came out from the east, they're now stuck here. They're so fucking horny, they're in the woods, they're lost, they don't know what's going on. And all they think about is jick while they're fucking eating a corn, piece of corn, while they're eating fucking some leaf, while they're eating a fucking pot full of fucking worms. All they're thinking about, whatever they're eating, ground up corn, fucking Slim Jims, beef jerky, whatever they came in to eat, they're standing in there in this goddamn early colonial fucking outfit, these dresses, and they want dick. They want dick bad. Now, how do you get that dick? How do you contain, how do you control, how do you get the essence of what the woman is and take it from her? Of course, then she dies. I mean, what good's a woman without a pussy? Her asshole's cut out, her cunt's cut out, and all her fur's gone from her snatch. She doesn't know what she is anymore. You can control all that. You can have all that. For just that moment, you can get their scalp, and it's all contained right there. That is like 95% of what a woman is, what she is, where it originates from. Her fucking pussy. The scalp. The pussy scalp. That's the kind of value it has. That's the importance that it has. Honest to God. She said she knows this Indian once told her, it's a friend of a friend, told somebody, I guess, that he knows where there are fucking area that contains thousands of white female cunt scalps from 1700 all the way on up when the bitches were all living up here with their dude in some fucking shitty ass home they made in their homemade fireplace and killing deers and everything else to live. That's the kind of pussy I want. I don't want no goddamn chick driving around in a Jeep. I don't want her pussy. I don't want no chick being fucking passenger in some Elon Musk mobile. She's getting some buzz from Elon Musk mobile's car. I want a real fucking bitch. The essence of femininity, the purity. I want it distilled down and I want it in my goddamn hands. And in some way, that's what a pussy scalp is. A pussy scalp that could be found, formed by me. They're worth a fortune today. Like $2,000 a piece of pussy scalp on a black market. These early 1800 chicks, 1700 in Michigan, in the woods in the winter, walking around. And that pussy, that vagina, it was just throbbing, undulating, crying, crying tears. I just blew into the microphone and I scared the shit out of myself. I thought the fucking cops were at the door. Honest to God, I thought someone was beating on the door. Just me breathing in the mic. I thought the, they just want, I just want it. So I said, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to find these thousand pussy scalps? Where do I have to go? What do I have to do? How do I have to contact someone? She says, I have his email because I thought that you might be interested. And I got it from the friend that told me about the pussy scalps, the horde of pussy scalps from these women out there dreaming a dick. 
There's nothing worse, nothing more vulnerable, nothing more shaky than a bitch who hasn't had dick in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. They just fall apart. A dick is the fucking, the actual wood frame of a house. They can't stand long. Their frame will collapse unless they have dick. I'm not talking about modern chicks today. They got dildos, sippian sex machines, fucking pills, all kinds of shit. They're looking at their cunt with fucking all kinds of video cameras. It's not the same. I said, yeah, I'll take that email. I would like that email. I want to talk to this goddamn Indian, this Indian tracker, this Indian pussy scalp tracker. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it and see if he can help me get the location, the ID, the place, the latitude and longitude of these pussy scalps, and I will pay them if it's real. She said there's like a couple of thousand, or I guess the word she said was thousands. Thousands of scalps cut from a woman's vaginal area in the fucking early days of this of this United States, in Michigan. Man, a Michigan pussy scalp. And I start thinking, I think, man, what's a redhead pussy scalp worth? I would wear a redheaded pubic mound, pussy scalp, scalped by a fucking Comanche or an Apache Indian. I'd wear them around my neck, and I'd be super fucking charged up. I'd be super goddamn powered up, energized. Why? Because there's nothing better than a redheaded bitch. That's just the way it is. Red hair, skin that looks like she fell into a vat of fucking flour, orange eyes, big goddamn orange lips. There's nothing better than that. I don't want nothing else other than that. There ain't no such thing as another woman. That's the only woman there is on this fucking planet. When I go to fucking Ireland, I'm going to have pussy hand over fist because they know how much I'm enamored by them, how much I respect them. I get emails all the time from fucking Irish bitches who say they'd like to suck my cock. I get picture after picture from bitches who say they'd like to suck my cock. Why? Because I have the essence. I have what they want. You don't. But you could. You can learn it. You can grow. It's absolutely amazing. And my mind is a buzz. She comes over. I'm working on the ice fishing shanty. You see how possibilities can happen anywhere? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm in upper northern Michigan, a hundred fucking acres. A woman comes up to me while I'm working on my ice fishing shanty so I can catch fish and get pussy on the ice. And then right out of the blue, she comes up with this. I heard you were looking for pussy scalps. And I know somebody that might be able to find a thousand scalps or more and knows the location of these scalps. My mind's a buzz. I can't stop thinking about that. She gives me an email and I think, great. I think, great, man, that's fantastic. Now I tell her I will eat her out, and I will fuck her as a reward for what she's told me. Honest to God, I'll fuck her and eat her out. And you know what she says? Because I ask her straight out. She says this. You probably never hear this. you got to spend $100, some shit like that, 200 to uh, go out twice. She said, I will like. I would like to do that very much. Just pure honesty, pure connection. That's what I have with bitches. Now, I'm telling you, I'm going to get this location for these pussy scalps. I'm going to meet up with his fucking pussy scalp hunting dog, this fucking Comanche, this Apache, whatever he is. I'm going to meet up with him and his fucking pussy scouting, pussy pussy finding this dog. It's like a hunting dog. Only this fucking thing just looks for the scalps that have been scalped from a woman's cunt, her whole cunt scalped. This dog can find these things, and according to what she said, he knows where there's a thousand or more of these white female vaginal scalps. If you've never seen one, it, it's really interesting. It, it's the cunt cut, it's the cunt cut out, the whole 
area above the con uh, it's the vaginal hair, the pubic hair. Then you go down and you'll see one hole, that's her fucking cunt. And you go down a little more and that's her asshole. It's it looks like a keyhole, if you think about it that way. It looks like a keyhole, like like a magic key. Like this is the key, and you gotta find a way to, to get to this key and your world could change. This is the key. And imagine all these women that got scalped. They're standing out there by their shack. It's 10 degrees below zero. She just had a bowl of dry corn that was all ground up with a rock. She's out there. There she is. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, her dress is lifted. And a goddamn, this this redskin scalps her cunt. Now, what do you do? He's got the essence of what she is. If you can have a thousand of those, I could control the world. I could control the world. I'd be a leader among leaders if I had these scalps. And you imagine what they're worth online? Pussy scalps? Actual scalps taken from women, the earlier colonial women, women in the woods in the 18-1700s with her man, eating deer, eating dried corn, eating fucking Slim Jims, whatever it is, Slim Jims or beef jerky. They're eating that shit, drinking milk or drinking cow water or cow milk or whatever it is they had, chicken eggs. And now you got that. I mean, everybody wants that. Even if they're alive, they want that. If I had a thousand fucking vaginal scalps, I could make a lot of money, but I'm not sure I could sell them. I'd hang them on the wall in every wall of my house, and I'd just go past each fucking vaginal scalp, and I'd admire it. I'd study it. I'd take it all in like I'm smelling perfume, or I'm smelling the scent of a pumpkin pie made during the Thanksgiving holiday, and it's only a few feet from me. Each fucking vaginal scalp on the wall, I'd go to one and another and another and another, and try to imagine who the owner was of this scalp. I want those scalps. I mean, I want these fuckhole scalps in the worst way. If you turn it up, it looks like a fucking big key. The key to your future, your destiny. And I want these scalps. I want to meet up with this fucking engine. And I want to meet up with this engine dog. And I want to find those fucking scalps. I want the pussy scalps. Thousands of pussy scalps. She said she knows where it is. I went into my house. We played around the shanty a little while longer. Went in my house, we smoked a shitload of fucking reefer, we drank a lot of booze, I fucking went in the bathroom and injected with a syringe, gold fucking glitter into my ball sack, the chicks like that shit, when you blow your load on their tits, it's like liquid gold on their tits, and that's what come is to a chick, liquid gold! Man, I want those fucking scalps. 1700, 1600, 1850, 1890, chicks in the woods in Michigan whose cunt was scalped. They're over a fucking pot, man, an iron pot with a flame under it, and they got this delicate dress on, and their hair's in a bonnet, and they're standing there with Victorian-like boots, and then two seconds later, some fucking engine just scalped her cunt. He's got it. And the guy with her, he ain't got it no more. He's running his ass off. The fucking engine's going to cut his dick off and cut his head off. But he's got the pussy scalps. That's where the money is. I mean, that's where it is. It's like furs in the fucking 1800s. The fur trade? <laughs> there was no fur trade. It was a fucking pussy scalping trade. The vaginal scalps. The cunt scalps. That's where the money was. That's what they were really doing. 
I imagine there's hundreds of thousands of female bodies in the woods in upper northern Michigan missing a cunt scalp. I'll be back in a second. I gotta get those scalps, man. Man, I gotta get those scalps. I gotta get a lead on those thousands of fucking white female gun scalps. I gotta get a lead on those. And she's given me the email. She's given me the email to the Indian tracker. A genuine Indian pussy scalp tracker. With his pussy scalping dog. You've been listening to the one and only My dick is enormous There is no escape at the big clock in cyberspace it's dark out there in cyberspace it's scary out there in cyberspace you're out there in cyberspace you're frozen with fear you don't know what to do you're looking up you're looking down you're looking to the right you're looking to the left it's windy out you don't know what to do you're frozen till eventually and quite abruptly you hear this distant chiming clock in the background and you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace there's thousands of people there they're holding hands they're smiling they've been waiting for you there's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place it's a tower a hundred hundred and fifty feet tall brown bricks tan mortar way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel it's a clock it's backlit and above this is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place and you know why you're at this place in the first place you're here to clear out your pains your frustrations your aches your woes your disappointments your hurts the person that died on you the ramen noodles you're sick of eating the credit cards you can't pay off the apartment you can't pay for the house you think you'll maybe never own the bitch who left you the guy who left you you're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body, sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you could go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. 
It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a $700,000 house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to, anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second. All you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear May, I have found out the real reason for all the UFO sightings across the world. May, six billion people are engaged in the act of fucking every night. Cocks in holes, mouths over cocks, it never stops. When the man comes into a condom, the woman usually knots off the condom at the top and then she throws the used rubber out her bedroom window. Well, the cum in these condoms ferments. And when the cum ferments, the cum emits a gas that is lighter than air and the condom rises just like a helium balloon. The cum gas causes the used rubber to get bigger and bigger until the condom looks like a giant shimmering UFO from the ground. One time, a little kid in Michigan was playing on the merry-go-round at his elementary school. When recess was over, the boy walked into his classroom and sat down at his desk. He was covered in cum. His teachers didn't know why. It's obvious to me that a giant cum-filled rubber exploded above him while he was looking up. May, I am submitting my UFO theory to the U.S. government. I am sure my discovery will lead to worldwide fame. When I make it big, I would like you to become my wife. I'll buy you everything you want, and I'll fuck you every day, too. I'll write again when I am big. Love, Norman. P.S. Last week I bumped into your big-titted little sister. She was installing the giant Santa Claus in your front yard. When I parked my car and walked up to your big-titted little sister, she pulled me inside the giant Santa Claus, and she sucked my cock. While she was sucking my cock, I used my big toe to massage her huge, blood-engorged clitoris. When she was done sucking my cock, your big-titted little sister got on all fours, and I humped her from the rear. While I banged her from the rear, your big-titted little sister fingered my sweaty balls until I came. While we lingered in the afterglow of orgasm inside the giant Santa Claus, we smoked weed, and we did a couple of dots of acid while we examined photos of your dog when it was pancaked to death by the cement truck that was delivering cement to your neighbor's house for their new built-in swimming pool. 
Attention everyone in the Maple Leaf Subdivision. This is Jack McFarlane, your subdivision president, and I am here advising you that the young O'Connor girl is inside the huge Santa Claus and she is sucking the boy's dick. Additionally, please understand that the gases coming from the young O'Connor girl may cause the Santa Claus to explode when the gas hits the light bulb. Also, if you are interested in an anal expander, please put up your mailbox flag and place a $10 bill inside your mailbox. The Homeowners Association volunteers will place an anal expander inside your mailbox and take the $10 as payment. Please be safe when putting up your Christmas decorations. That is all. Fuck! Ah! Uh. 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 Uh. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture. Jack!